All right, guys. So Maren Morris has decided that she's an activist. Her form of activism, introducing her child to drag queens, really changing the world. Let's talk about it. What's up, you guys? I'm Amal Ebenobi. Welcome to Unapologetic. I'm here to announce that my new arch nemesis is potato peelers. If you look at my thumb, it is bandaged. Uh, and that's because, you know, I had a little rumble and tumble with a potato peeler <laughs> yesterday. So now uh, we're dealing with this. Taylor's in Nashville. Taylor. Hey, hey, how's it going? Happy Wednesday. Who's your arch nemesis? Um, not potato peelers. I don't okay. know. Uh, You're still rocking with potato peelers. It's cold here. Cold weather is my nemesis this week. Oh, I love the cold weather. So that's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that you're you're not you're not flourishing. You're not thriving. Nah, <laughs> nah. Cam, I don't have an arch nemesis. You don't. Oh, Cam no. just loves everybody. Cam, really. Cam's a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> Guys, we're going to talk about some news today. Maren Morris, who you all probably know as a country star. She sings that song, Bones. She's got a lot of different hits. I've listened to Maren Morris quite a bit. I think she has a fantastic voice. She's very talented. However, she's in the news today because she's decided that she wants to introduce her two-year-old son to drag queens in... Uh, I guess their dressing room or, or her dressing room backstage as a form of protest to the Tennessee law that is starting to somewhat outlaw these lewd and lascivious acts of drag queen performances, strippers, anything sexual in front of children. <gasps> the horror. This is like we're going back to Nazi times, the Tennessee government banning these shows. How dare they? Here's the video of Maren Morris at her concert talking about this very briefly. Here we go. And yes, I introduced my son to some drag queens today, so Tennessee, fucking arrest me. Oh, just bask in the applause from the audience of you introducing your two-year-old son to drag queens. And of course, she has her little pride flag and uh, in her little bio there and in the caption of the, the post that she's made. And she's so proud that she's introduced her son to drag queens. What a weird form of protest. And of course, something that you're not going to get arrested for as a mother but of course she can do the whole tennessee arrest me and maybe we'll do one of those fake arrests like aoc or greta thunberg <laughs> and then we can get that on film and show Marin morris as this powerful activist for for what drag shows i guess and of course we need to look at this Tennessee bill that everybody's talking about because everybody's saying, oh, I can't believe the in the United States of America that some of our states care more about drag queens than they do about actually protecting children and how dare they waste time on such such a subject matter as this. Let's just read what the bill says, because I'm sure if we are living in the realm of rationality and reason, we will all be in support of something like this. Do you want children being exposed to sexual activity or the uh, sort of mimicking of sexual activity publicly? Is that what you guys want? <laughs> Does anybody want to raise their hand and say, I advocate for that? I'm not sure. Maybe Maren Morris, I don't know. But let's read this out of CNN of all places. The state Senate passed the bill earlier Thursday going along uh, party lines to limit, quote, adult cabaret performances. OK, adult cabaret performances. Why should there be a child there, sorry, watching these performances? And they've uh, been limited on public property so as to shield them from the view of children, threatening violators with a misdemeanor and repeat offenders with a felony. The bill, which the Tennessee House passed last week, defines an adult cabaret performance as a performance, quote, that features topless dancers, of course, go-go dancers, of course, exotic dancers, a.k.a. strippers, but they go on to say strippers, and male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals to a prurient, prurient, I hate that word, interest or similar entertainers. So basically all they're saying is that if you are dancing sexually, if you are not wearing clothes, or if you are a male or female person, impersonating the other gender while engaging in sexual activity publicly where kids could come and see you, you're not allowed to do that. Is that crazy? Anybody sensing any red flags with that law? 
No, it's it's funny because, you know, the right often gets accused of creating moral panic around these issues. But what it, what these people are doing by going out there and saying, you know, trans people are being attacked and there's a war on them and this is an oppressive thing. It's like the, the laws of this language is very specific. So they're the ones creating a moral panic around this stuff. Unless you are pro-sexualized performances in front of children, there's really no reason to be outraged about this stuff. Yeah, and it clearly states male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals to prurient interest. So you could still be a drag queen or a drag king, which uh, we're not we're never talking about drag queens. It's uh, kings. It's so funny. We're never talking about women who are dressing up as men and engaging in sexual behavior in front of kids. Why does it happen to be men who are dressing up as women and then engaging in this sexual behavior in front of kids? Never the other way around. Just like in sports, why is it never trans men who are going and dominating male fields and and male sporting activities? It's so weird. It's so weird that on something that should be a two-way street, it's always a one-way street. But that is neither here nor there. So they're not even saying that all drag queens and drag kings are banned or going to be limited. They're just saying that those that are engaging in lewd and lascivious behavior and, you know, putting on fake tits and shaking them in kids' faces and asking kids to put, you know, dollars in their bra and in their underwear, those are the only ones that are not allowed to do this anymore. So what is the big uproar about? Can anybody explain that to me? <laughs> no. <laughs> I cannot, no. And... So Maren Morris, we all know, has been an activist as far as LGBTQ plus issues are concerned. And I don't even like calling them LGBTQ plus issues because a lot of people within this deemed community don't agree with this either. And we're going to hear from Amir Odom on the show tomorrow, who put out a brilliant video about his concerns regarding the LGBTQ uh, population and community because he happens to be a gay man who doesn't agree with anything that's happening right now and would support a bill like this coming out of virtually all states, or at least all states where this is a problem. But these issues, Marin Morris has been continually very vocal about. If you remember the last time we talked about Marin Morris on this show, it was because she was coming after Brittany Aldean and calling Brittany Aldean a garbage human being because Brittany Aldean said, I don't agree with kids being able to transition and I'm here as a mother and Jason Aldean, another famous country singer, is here as a father to protect his children and put out the message that maybe this is not something that we should be encouraging. And Maren Morris looked at those two and said that they were garbage human beings and hated on them for protecting children. So we all know her track record on these issues and now she's introducing her kid to, to drag queens. And whatever, it's your choice. You can introduce your kid to drag queens if you want. Hopefully they're not engaging in sexual behavior and you're not exposing your two-year-old to that. But if that's the statement that you want to make, if that's the one thing you want to go down for being an activist in regard to, I guess, take your time, go for it. And this at the same time too, and Amelie, you sent me today on Twitter a story about Uganda. Uh, their lawmakers just approved some of the world's harshest anti-gay laws, making some crimes punishable by death and imposing up to 20 years in prison, prison for people identifying as LGBTQ+. Yep. There's plenty of uh, countries in the Middle East that are throwing gay people off of buildings for being gay. So the fact that these people are choosing to locate their protests in performances for sexual uh, sexualized performances in front of children and saying that this is what I need to make my grandstanding about this is the hill that I need to die on when there's actual human rights violations that are occurring to people on the basis of their sexual orientation in other countries that you could be worried about but instead we've just the bar has sunk so low that these people are hammers in search of nails when it comes to their activism you're just looking to to for a cause, looking for a grievance, looking for any way to leverage against the traditions and norms in America. And it's like, if you are actually concerned about the rights of the LGBTQ community, there are much more pressing issues than what everyone should agree is an inappropriate thing for children to have sexualized performances in front of them. Yeah, let's watch this video out of Uganda so you guys can see this with your own eyes and hear what legislators and politicians in Uganda are saying about gay people. This country will stand firm 
And once it passed, I can tell you, Madam Speaker, we are going to reinforce the law enforcement officers to make sure that homosexuals have no space in Uganda. You watching that? That, to me, I mean, it's not the craziest thing in the world because we know other parts of the world are very different from where we are. But oh, my gosh, it just blows my mind. But here we're like, oh, pride parades, let's throw condoms out at kids and, you know, with the candy and everything. And let's have men dress up and put on prosthetic boobs and shake them in front of kids faces. That's what we're fighting for. That's LGBTQ plus rights in America. That's what we're looking for. Meanwhile, in Uganda, this is what people who are homosexual are, are dealing with and struggling with. And you know what? The movements that happen in the U.S. embolden people like this in other countries to move further with their restrictions, to become even more, quote, bigoted with the legislation that they pass because they look over to the U.S. and they go, well, look at the LGBTQ crowd in the U.S. Look at gay people in the U.S. Look at all the activity that they're engaging in. They're sexualizing children. They're putting pornographic stuff in books. They're talking to children about gender transitioning and all the different sexualities they can have when they're five years old. And then they go, we need to do something here about that. So it doesn't happen in our country. You are creating a bad look for what is what are true activists in other areas who are trying to make progress within their own respective countries. Yeah, and all we're asking for, like to your point, is reasonable boundaries. And so through history, uh, through the history of this country, at least until the recent past, children's innocence has been something everyone can agree on. Hey, we should not have sexualized stuff in front of children just as a matter of principle. We should, you know, have movie ratings that are appropriate. We should keep children out of adult spaces. We should make a clear distinction for where certain inappropriate things are are allowed that are for adults and where we need to protect children and their innocence. But this activist uh, mentality, this this LGBTQ movement has gotten to a place where no boundaries are permissible on anything. And even to the youngest child, we have to be imposing this ideology at every level and exposing them to sexualized things uh, at very young ages. And it just doesn't make sense. We see, you know, the books that are in schools, we see all these parents giving uh, speeches and, and making their kids read this disgusting pornographic material that's in uh, uh, books that are available at children's libraries and elementary schools around the country. And it's just like, where is this energy coming from that we that no boundary is okay? Because like yeah. you're saying, Amla, other countries can point to this, other people with just common sense and say, we don't want to end up like that. Uh, but with somehow the common sense has just died here. Right. And the boundary is not drag queens. I hate how this legislation, much like the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida, is being twisted and spun to support a particular narrative. You hear all these people saying they're trying to ban drag queens. They're trying to stop people who are in this industry from being able to have work. They're trying to stop men from dressing up as women or stop women from dressing up as men. That is not the case whatsoever. I personally do not have anything against people who do drag. And there are certainly instances of drag that maybe we were exposed to as children. Did any of you watch Mrs. Doubtfire as a child? And did you guys love that movie with Robin Williams? Yes, a lot of us did here in the United States of America. And guess what you were watching? You were watching a drag performance, a man dressing up as a woman. But why is that okay? And still a movie to this day that I would show my child? Because it wasn't lewd and lascivious. It wasn't some man putting on prosthetic boobs in a stripper outfit and twerking in front of children asking them for money. That's what we're talking about. And the distinction needs to be made clear. <laughs> this is not anti-drag queen. We're going to hear from Billy Porter in a second, who was recently on The View, who has famously performed drag in front of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. I know him from his performance in Kinky Boots, which was literally probably on the line of being a sexual drag performance, but not quite there exactly. There are instances of men dressing up as women that we as a society, virtually everybody deems to be totally fine, and if not more than fine, appropriate for children. But there are also instances that are not appropriate for children, and that is the distinction that's being made here. And how that can get not necessarily lost, it's purposefully lost in some of the discourse surrounding this because they want to paint a picture that the far-right extremists hate men that are just trying to express their artistic character or to dance or put on makeup. And while that may be true for some, it is not true for all. It certainly isn't. Yeah, the, like the laws in question 
make that distinction that you referenced. They are specific. Yep. Who's not specific is the activists and the celebrities and the people going out there pushing these narratives that that conservatives is trying are trying to ban drag shows or make drag being performing in drag illegal or ban drag queens or ban transgenderism. That's not what's happening. These laws are very specific and they're very they make the distinction that it is about the sexualization of children. That is what we're trying to prevent. That's what the laws say. And there's really no reason to go into a moral panic against them. Yep. And let's hear uh, from Billy Porter and see his characterization of what's happening. And Disclaimer, Billy Porter is an extremely talented man. I've watched many of his performances. What he was recently in that Cinderella movie playing the fairy godmother or whatever. I digress. But very talented man. And it probably has a lot to offer the world of of artistry. As far as his political opinions, we're going to find out. When you were here in July of 2022, we talked about how Florida Governor uh, DeSantis uh, had just filed a complaint against a bar called the R House that holds drag shows, okay? Uh, Eight months later, things have only escalated. As we talk about it, you know, it's constant um, aggravation with this. What do you make of the fact that we're still talking about this and that um, it's happening in other states too, not just Florida? Pause. Now let's get some clarification on exactly what she's talking about here. So Governor DeSantis came after a hotel's liquor license after hosting a, a drag show because he is in a movement to protect children. So this was a drag show that was going to be exposed to children. And due to, let's scroll down here, uh, it being deemed a lascivious exhibition before people younger than 16, they came after the hotel and said, whoop, liquor license gone. You are having lascivious or sexual exhibitions in front of people who are younger than 16. So instead of her saying, she goes, oh, well, he went to this bar and he's trying to come after the bar because they had a drag show, which spins the tale to make you think, oh, he went to a place where adults were, you know, drinking liquor and watching a drag show. And because there was a drag show there, Ron DeSantis had something to say about it. Not the case. But let's continue watching. Right. Yeah, it's there's this war yeah. against trans people, which and is and LGBTQ plus yeah, people yeah, and yeah. people who are othered and cabaret people and cabaret and people. Me. It's a it's, it's like a circle crazy. of life. Yeah, you what know we've why all. Why are they doing it? I, th- for power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything is about power, and you could always trace it back to the money. You say that all the time. Yeah. Follow you know, the money. it's it's follow the money, follow the power, power at any cost. What money and what power? Money from who? Are you saying that people are like lobbying him and giving him money to to do this? I'd be open to hearing that argument, but please, please tell us where the money is coming from and what exact power does he get? The power of telling people when they can and cannot dress as a woman, which he's not even trying to exercise. He's just saying, don't do sexual acts in front of children. It's just so weird to see this cascade into talking points on The View when the the inherent question here is, should sexual acts be performed by adults in front of children? And we all know the answer is no. Nobody's coming after Billy Porter because that's not what Billy Porter's doing. Nobody's telling him that he can't dress and drag anymore in the state of Florida or in the state of Tennessee. He can continue to lead his life the way he has been leading it up until now. Yet we're getting spun this tale that they were trying to exercise power and dominance over people who are drag queens, which is a small subset of our society. Give me a break. It's very hypocritical. You know, the the, <coughs> the leading cause of death in children are guns. Yeah. Yeah. And then the screaming yeah. starts. Yeah. I know it's the morning and I'm not supposed to be screaming, but they're guns. Yeah. Not- Cam, I see you shaking your head. <laughs> It's car accidents. It's not guns. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And even, okay, you can you could even spin it and say, okay, well, the leading leading uh, cause of death is, is car accidents. So why are we worried about drag queens? It's not an argument to be made. It's not an argument. You can't go, well, bad things are happening over here as well. So why are we focusing on the bad things that are happening here? Focus on those bad things. There are different people who do different jobs. <laughs> and one of those jobs is protecting children from sexual activity. Others' jobs are trying to safeguard children from car accidents or or firearms. Now, you could say we should be focusing on both issues simultaneously, and I would certainly be open to that argument, particularly when you're talking about either things, cars or firearms, whatever. But that does not mean you turn a blind eye to what's happening right in front of your face. (laughs) 
It's just nonsense. Nonsense. And if, and if this segment is what you're watching to get your perspective on what's going on in America, if, if you're just an average everyday person tuning in, it's like the narrative that you're getting is one of moral outrage, of panic, of uh, guns are killing kids and Florida's banning gay kids and banning trans people. And it's it's basically propaganda with mm -hmm. what this show is. It's not dealing in facts and there's there's no nuance. They're not looking at the actual text of the law. It's just creating this false reality that creates a narrative of uh, to make people afraid and hopefully uh, get, from their perspective to get them to vote a certain way. But it's very... Uh, it's very unfortunate that this is mainstream television is what is al allowed or what is prominent right now uh, in this country. Man, they're, they're just straight up lying to like the yep. millions of people that are watching the show. I don't know where that lie started, but I've seen it circulating everywhere. Like the leading cause of death in children is guns. But if you go to the CDC's website for mm -hmm. every single uh, youth age demographic, it's literally car accidents. That's fascinating. Yeah, I saw John Stewart say the same thing when he was talking to some pro-gun legislator, I guess, and they were going back and forth, and he said the, the leading cause was, was firearms as well. So uh, dispelled. There you go. Done. I wish I was sitting on The View for this panel. I wish, man. Y'all know I interviewed for the view that one time. <laughs> they got scared. Uh, they got they maybe maybe they got scared or I'm too young or whatever. But if you put me there, I would just interrupt the conversation constantly. It probably would not be the best thing. I would just be like, Whoopi, stop. Joy, stop. Billy, stop. Uh, we got to run it back. What did you just say there? What did you just say? I would just hound them all day long. You know, drag queen. Not drag queen. No. Leave us alone. <laughs> yes. You know, and it just. It's a distraction. It's a distraction on purpose. We don't know what to pay. We don't know what to pay attention to. You know, our justice system is convoluted. It's hard to understand on purpose. Let's be clear about that. It's on purpose. You know, it was like when we were talking when we were talking about Roe Ro v. Wade that the word codify came up. I was like, what is that? Yeah. And y'all didn't do it for 50 years? Yeah. What? I'm just happening. confused at the point being yeah. made. You know, su subpoenas. If any one of us is subpoenaed, we and we don't go, we end up in jail, you right? Get a little perp walk. You get what a little perp are walk. we talking about, and what are we doing? And everybody's so scared because, oh, if we do that, then we might have a civil war. We're already in a civil war, y'all. It's a civil war of the mind. They're messing with our minds. We're already in it. Who's they? It's just so much. Just. Talk. Just flailing yeah, it's in just all these different stuff. directions of like this panic over here. This is scary. This is happening. It's like, dude. Right, right. Put your eyes here. Put your eyes here. Put your eyes here. But it's all a distraction. It's all a distraction, guys. Uh, there's just so much, so much said, but nothing at all said at the same time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I just just want to make it clear, guys. Nobody's coming after drag queens. Literally, nobody is coming after drag queens. They're just saying, don't perform sex acts in front of children, please. Don't strip in front of kids which is happening. I mean, you can just look up the videos on the internet of it happening over and over. I would show you some, but this is not, it's not our job, right? They're, they're, they're all over the internet. You can see them. We, we've probably highlighted them, some of them on this show, and you can go and check out our previous shorts of the drag queens stripping at schools and, oh my gosh, the family-friendly events where... The zoo. Yeah, at the zoo. The zoo. <sighs> But of course, it's just going to fuel a fire of now more people hosting family-friendly drag events. And it's just going to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and ping pong until until it's at some point it subsides. But it has yet to happen. Now let's move on to a video that's going viral of this young woman talking about a possible fifth wave of feminism. Y'all know we're hanging out in wave number four, just being shoved through the riptide <laughs> all day long by women who are pushing for sexual promiscuity a complete rejection of objective beauty standards if you think they're objective beauty standards who are advocating that biological men be able to define themselves as women and earn women's accolades or be in women's spaces so that's where we're hanging out right now in this fourth wave this young lady wants to talk about a fifth wave of feminism let's see 
The fifth wave of feminism is here, and it's going to change the world as we know it. My prediction? This is going to be a counter movement to the fourth wave, where women start embracing their femininity instead of tearing down masculinity. Cool, women have joined men in the workforce, but now they've realized that they've lost sight of the things that actually make them strong women, like their warmth, their love, and their ability to nurture the people in their lives. They're realizing that they're now in debt to sexual liberation and hookup culture. It ruined them, and now they're realizing that competing with men resulted in no fulfillment whatsoever. They just serve their male boss instead of the man in their home. All for what? 12 weeks of paid maternity leave? Yeah, you could keep that. Feminism destroyed the traditional family and the natural dynamics between men and women. And now women are waking up. We're going to see a fifth wave and the women that lead it will be the ones that recognize masculinity maintains society while femininity maintains life. Welcome to the fifth wave, my guys. She had me up until the very last sentence. Well, no, the very last sentence is welcome to the fifth wave, my guys. But when she said that men maintain society while women maintain life, I get exactly what she's trying to say there. But I think it's just we all maintain society. We are we live together as a society. Therefore, we are all maintaining it in whatever respective roles we choose to take on. But what she's saying there, there being a fifth wave of feminism, I concur. I concur, doctor. <laughs> I do think there will be a, I guess, counter revolution to what's happening right now with feminism the stuff that i explained before plus adding on her point of it being really anti-men for a lot of people who decide to uh, label themselves as self-proclaimed feminists i'm just over the label of feminist uh, in in its entirety i'm so over hearing that word because it means so many different things to so many different people recently i went and filmed a jubilee video which was female anti-feminists versus male feminists. And we came and all sat down and started talking about feminism. And of course, all four of the men there were like, oh yeah, we just think that women are equal and they deserve to be treated equal and be given equal opportunity. And they were not in any way, for the most part, in the camp of the fourth wave feminists that we're seeing now. So it's kind of like, okay, well, you say that, but there's a million other people saying something totally different. And now we're just here, a bunch of reasonable people talking about things that are reasonable. And it's kind of just a waste because I came here to talk to the feminists who are completely taking on that word and morphing it into something else. And that's not exactly what I got, uh, but that's what's happening right now. So I'm just rejecting the label of feminist altogether. Yeah, it seems to be unhelpful, especially since everything that she described could have been framed as we need to return to third wave feminism, basically. Right, right. <laughs> so it's just unhelpful to continue to revolve around these terms of what of feminism when we should just have it a situation where men and women are free to be masculine and be feminine as much as they want to be and to choose the lives and careers that they want, but also to be aware of the biological realities, the things in their nature that uh, inform their personalities and dispositions and preferences and, and the ways they go about life. And uh, we shouldn't try to suppress those or act like they don't exist or pretend like they're some form of oppression. So to the degree that this is in support of being free and being uh, people who can be honest about who we are and and uh, the way men and women are different. That we're, we're, Common sense people can get behind that, whatever you want to call it. I don't think you need the label feminist anymore. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's, it's exactly what you said. Just acknowledging those distinctions between male and female. And it's just such a hard thing to get people to do. Not to harken back on the whole, the whole Jubilee experience, but one of the main things that I said during this whole filming, which you guys will see when it comes out, hopefully in a month or a month and a half, was, yeah, but can we acknowledge the difference? Yeah, can we acknowledge the generalities that exist between men and women? Can we acknowledge that typically women are going to do this and men are going to do this? And it was just so hard to get an admission of anything. Everybody's always like, oh, well, there are exceptions to this and there's exceptions here. And I understand that there are exceptions, but can we recognize that there are general rules? And for some reason, People do not want to accept that there are general rules that our genders follow or that just that we as people follow. And I wonder what that is. Why why people don't want to why people don't want to do that? Do they feel that they're stripped of choice a little bit if we acknowledge that there are general rules and general just biological tendencies that we have? I, I do they feel stripped of free will by by making that acknowledgement? My theory would be that, you know, the modern day feminism or just the modern day cultural 
you know, thinking, the way that we have a, the belief system that we have adopted in modern times uh, does not include those realities of the biological and just innate differences between men and women. It seeks to suppress them. And it is a it is an unconscious sort of belief system that people have. And when you challenge that with just hard facts or just state the obvious truths that we all deep down know to be true, you create a cognitive dissonance in people's minds. And, and a lot of people are staking their identities and staking their lives and staking their sense of meaning on this construct of what what being a woman means to them and and uh, or being a man means to them that's based on these this modern day ideology and when you challenge that with facts it uh, it creates cognitive dissonance and so people would rather suppress it or rationalize it in some other way than just address the fact that they're wrong about this right or, or that they're trying so hard to stand out of the box that is biologically dictated that they've placed themselves in their own new box. If you just take whatever people are trying to tell you is a general rule for you, your gender, your sex, your age, whatever, and you go, well, I'm going to do the opposite of that, which is what a lot of women are doing right now. You've essentially just recreated a box around yourself where you just do the opposite of what people are telling you is fact. Uh, so you're, you're, it's, not, it's not a rebellion, really. It's, in fact, something that you could probably just predict with people with these certain personality characteristics. If you have a personality characteristics that makes you dissident to the things that you're hearing or just general truths that exist, that just becomes your new box, babes. Uh, yeah, if, so, you're, yeah. if you're declaring a war on reality, then it's going to be a very frustrating experience because there's no winning a war against just the truth, against objective reality and you, you know for as much as we say like you say you're putting yourself in a box a way to get out of the box is by accepting it feel it might feel oppressive reality and truth might feel oppressive to somebody who's ideologically possessed mm -hmm. but whenever you acknowledge reality that's actually the way to freedom because the only if you have freedom but it requires that you dispense with reality and able to be free then you're not really free you're just living in a fantasy world so you and it requires that you accept the truth accept the truth about biology accept the truth of uh of objective reality in order to become free and remove the box of ideology so that you can at least start from there. And we can we can get into the other debates that we have around people's different interpretations and ideas and trying to impose their views on other people. But everyone needs to start from the same baseline of just objective reality. Right. It's the same argument that I have for Dylan Mulvaney of that you've set yourself in your own box. You could have accepted what was biological reality, and that's you being born as a man and gone, you know what, I'm a flamboyant, effeminate man. And that's how I'm going to express myself within the the box and the vessel that I've been given. However, he went, no, because I express female and feminine characteristics, I have to try and shove my body into a female box and create a new persona for myself, get all this plastic surgery, mutilate my body in order to fit what I've perceived to be feminine, which makes me female. Anyways, I could go on this for I can go on this tangent for a very, very long time. It makes no sense. You should just express yourself as a flamboyant feminine man uh, rather than accepting some sort of delusion that you're a woman. But we're going to move on to other topics. Uh, if it's only me, Amla, you're speaking uh, sanity and facts that uh, make me feel not alone in this world. But uh, I'm glad that there's a thousand or some odd people watching who seem to uh, take take delight in uh, yeah. living in reality with us. So Hopefully you're feeling the you same way, guys. Yeah, yeah, I hope. I hope so. Well, now we're going to just have some fun and uh, play a game here because that's really all I had to talk about today was that Marin Morris stuff and... Uh, Ah, just this same old song and dance, guys. We're going to play this Jubilee video. This is six men in therapy versus one fake. I asked you guys in a community post a while back how many of you were in therapy. And I was actually shocked at quite a high number of you. It was a pretty high percentage of you said that you have been in therapy, were currently in therapy, uh, or had pondered being in therapy at some point or another. And it seems to be a very popular thing to be doing uh, in, in today's time. I can see that there are many benefits to maybe seeking out a therapist. I could also see a lot of negative parts. I've got I've got a pros and cons list that's constantly being uh, filled in in my head as far as therapy is concerned. But I want to hear your thoughts on it in the chat. We're gonna 
trying to figure out which one of these men is faking the fact that he's in therapy. I imagine this is going to be really difficult because you can get a lot of different results having gone to, what, six different therapists or whatever. So it's going to be really hard to decipher. We have not watched this yet. You have probably not watched this yet. So let's see if we can figure it out as a team. I am in therapy. I am in therapy. I am in therapy. I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy. I am in therapy. All right, let's talk about trauma. Trauma dumping? What if we started like this? What if we all talk about maybe when we started therapy, how many therapists we've seen probably, and then can we end it with something that we're grateful for? Sure, I love that. Uh, my name's Franco. I've been in therapy for about a year and a half. I'm grateful to just be a better communicator just because of it, you know, just able to talk properly without just throwing my emotions out. <laughs> I've been in therapy since 2019, which would be sophomore year for me in high school. I've actually only had one, and I feel really, really lucky for that. But uh, my dad is a therapist, and my mom is like a counselor, and so they were able to find me a therapist in sophomore year. I was a little mm. suspicious because like, oh, his parents are therapists. As a natural young man, you're rebellious against your parents. That would already make me not like therapy at all. I've been going to therapy for about four years now. I think the beautiful thing about therapy is like you have the option to choose what's best suited for you. You shouldn't just like give up on it. And right now I'm currently working with a therapist. We talk every Wednesday and it's been like phenomenal. We've been I believe him. for almost a year now. He said he had a lot of details in there. Four years. He could have planned to say Wednesday. Yeah, yeah I guess. It just came yes. out so natural. Yeah, he uh, seems pretty legit. He does seem pretty legit. I love it. I'm Cameron. I've been doing uh, therapy for about two therapy. years. I went through two. One was a school therapist, um, and so I, I found another therapist outside of school, and um, he's been fantastic, so I've been working with him for about two years. Hmm. There's no eye contact in that entire statement until the end. I like I love like reading body languages if I know anything about it. <laughs> and I literally don't. <laughs> but he said I've been going to a therapy. So it was a little weird. Like he couldn't get the yeah. word out. He couldn't get the According word out. According to that CSI episode I watched on this, this yeah. guy is squirming <laughs> and lying. I used to watch what The Mentalist and Lie to Me, which are just mm. BS TV shows that act like they know about body language. So now I just love <laughs> acting like a body language expert. Um, maybe he's maybe he's ashamed of having gone to therapy a little bit. Maybe that's why he's giving off nervous energy. But so far, he's the most red flaggy of them all. I'm Marcus. Uh, I've been going to therapy now officially, I'd say a little over nine months. Uh, so it's still new-ish. It's an easy excuse for a mole to be like, I've only been in therapy for not that long, so I might not have all the terminology or uh, the, the ability okay, and the skills to express okay. myself and have the conversation. I'm Beth and I've been in therapy for six months now. I'm on my first therapist and things have been going great. We have the two six months. The thing that I was looking for was a gay man of color just because they have that, they just understand the culture and kind of what we all, we've all been through. I'm Gerardo. I started therapy probably when I was in middle school, but it was very on and off. And I guess what, what I've struggled with is just like you guys said, I think. Probably when you were in middle school? Middle school's a wide range of time to not remember when you started therapy. I'm suspicious of everyone. <laughs> Probably in middle school. Finding someone who could resonate with your life path is really what I'm looking for. And I think with my current therapist, you also have to put in the work and be honest. Like, I think that's a key thing too. Like, you can't, if you lie to your therapist, they can't help you. I'm uh, realizing that I part of it is, is the guy. putting in the work yeah. myself. It's real talkative. It seems like he had like written out some bullet points of things he wanted to say to try to convince everyone, but they're all jumbling together and, yeah. <laughs> and it's not really making any sense. It doesn't sound authentic. Or maybe he's just nervous. I don't know. Maybe he's, I don't know. Okay. Well, well round one's done. My therapist and at first we weren't really vibing, but we were starting to get each other. Now. First we hey, weren't really vibing. John. We want to thank BetterHelp. <gasps> John was on my episode of Jubilee. And he's going to be one of the male feminists. And he was actually the most reasonable person there. So Sponsoring shout out to John. Oh, we've got a sponsor. Sorry. Okay. We now have to place our votes. Who are you guys voting for? Cam, do you know who you're voting for? 
Uh, I probably agree with you guys. The the probably in middle school guy. Probably in middle school, the tan guy, the tan coat. Oh, mustache. I'm between him and I've been in a <gasps> therapy. That one. Mm, yeah. I think I'm gonna vote for the <gasps> therapy one. <laughs> I don't remember okay. his name. Who are you voting I'm for? I'm gonna go with my guy, whatever his name Ger- was. Gerardo. Gerardo. Okay. Gerardo. Gerardo. I'm voting for. Finding I think mine was Cameron. He has family that is in the therapy profession i was like that's a little convenient i came in here and i was like all right there's probably Him. two strategies if i was a mole i would be either leading the conversation or really quiet i'd probably do what he's doing if i was a mole mm. okay he's sus he's a little sus actually have a tie oh boy <laughs> the tie is between veth and Cirrus. Oh, wow. Not expecting that. I started therapy to help me work through some traumatic experiences that I went through in early high school. Okay. I believe the type of therapy that my therapist specializes in is called narrative therapy. He has me kind of walk through my experiences that I went through. He could have learned that from his parents. And he helps me like, shift my perspective on them away from, wow, this was this horrible thing that happened to me, specifically with dealing with things that happened in early high school. And I've been seeing him for two and a half years. So. so since starting therapy, I've learned a bunch of different coping mechanisms. One of the things that brought me into therapy was abusing alcohol. And it's so I'm hard to tell. Kind of just this guy seems sincere, but that could be a throw off too. Of yeah. Different mental disorders like ADHD and starting to work with the psychiatrist and everything. I feel like they're both legit. Yeah, I don't think it's either one of these guys, but... Ah, oh, Vith is gone. Sorry. Bye, Vith. I guess we could talk about like reasons that we went into therapy. Um, okay. So, around um, 2016, there was a uh, motorcycle accident that took the life of one of my closest friends from the Marine Corps. I've- that would be super effed up if he's lying, and that's not the reason that he went to therapy. So I think I believe him. Also. My body language expertise, dude, is uh, he's, he's self-soothing as he's talking about this traumatic experience. Obviously, with the military, let's prolong use of alcohol. So, like, that's never an easy thing to deal with. I was like, okay, if I don't get help now, I'm about to self-sabotage and literally, like, we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation. Yeah, so I went about two years ago. I started going... Uh, it started off with, like, I got out of a relationship that was uh, pretty... It shouldn't have been really brutal, but it really was brutal on me. And then I kind of, I realized that all the relationships around me were the same as that. And so they're all hollow. And so I realized I was looking at other people to get value from them. As men too. He can't make eye contact to save his life when he's trying to explain why is it. My bet is still on him. I could be totally wrong and it's just throwing me off, but my bet's on him. I'm starting to agree. I think it might be Cameron. Yeah, okay. Uh, Cam? Are you also lying? Are you also uh, a liar? I still think it's this guy on the end. You still think it's yeah, Gerardo? I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think okay. I think sometimes people just don't make eye contact or especially he's on a film set. Fair enough. He's just really nervous. Fair enough. I don't know how you guys feel, but it's kind of taught that we're not supposed to feel. No. And then we learn how to suppress our emotions. I always thought I was a people pleaser, but I know I've also hurt people. I have a substance abuse problem. And I like to say hurt people hurt people, but healed people heal people. He sounded mm. so scripted, not saying that what he says wasn't genuine, That's but what it y'all just said sounded earlier. so rehearsed that I was like, okay, that might be something. No, I, d- I definitely agree with you, you know, especially like... I'm also not suspecting Marcus at all. Marcus is just chilling. I feel like Marcus, Marcus is in therapy once a week. He's got... He's giving me therapy vibes. I don't know if that's an insult, but you give me therapy vibes, Marcus. Very uh, calming. That could be a good thing. Very calming. In the black culture, you know, it's a stigma for us to just even talk, talk about, about like our emotions. Like we we mask a lot of our emotions and humor because that's just how like we talk about stuff. But Absolutely. you know, especially myself being military, it's like I've got like three whammies is against it me. Is like, Military. Black maybe man. it is. Yeah, we need to talk about the stuff. He's acting sure. really weird. They voted off Cameron. He seemed too animated. Like maybe he was trying to convince me that he's not the mole. Mm. Oh no. Maybe it is him. 
job, guys. You did me dirty. That's okay. <laughs> it's okay. All love. All love. Mm, Cam, you now you're making me suspicious. Wait, so if they get if they get voted off, it's like confirmed, not them. No, it's not confirmed. They don't confirm it until the end. But if the mole oh. is still in the box by the end, uh, the mole gets all the money and none of the players oh, do. Oh, so he could be out. So he could still be the mole and they oh, could have no. just found him. I got to support my fellow Camerons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said you did me dirty. Hmm. If you think the mole is still in the box and you'd like to continue the game, raise your hand. Statistically, yeah. going back to the aspect of being a people pleaser, a long delay. Like at a certain point, I kind of lost what my identity was, uh, and so I, I believe was just him. He like, needs to stop talking. Let the I other people talk. Kind of <laughs> blend into whatever anybody needed at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. And so I just wasn't processing that I wasn't looking after myself at all or what I wanted. Like I thought, oh, you know, got to get married, have kids, because that's what you do, and then. I like ask myself, why do I want that? And it's like, oh, because my did that. <laughs> that could potentially be a strategy too, is kind of get kind of lost in the noise type attitude. So I was like, okay, if I was a mole, that could be easy to find a lie in there. I feel you 100% on that. I'm like, I'm in my 30s, haven't yeah. held a relationship down for X amount of time. It's like, and my parents never pressured me to get married or oh, have wow. children. I always put the pressure on myself, uh, never. So like, even just trying to deal with that when therapy yeah, is like yeah. something to talk about right it's now. I resonate so heavily with yeah. what you're saying about being whoever you need to be for the people yeah, around you. Right. That's been the biggest thing for me lately is figuring out how to Okay, I'm snoozing, I'm snoozing. They're gonna vote. Like, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I feel like. And I can let it. Yeah, my opinion's not changing. I feel like I trust. They voted Cameron out. Think the mole is. Okay, yeah, Cameron. They voted out. Continue the game. Raise your hand. Okay. Your opinion is still the same. You think it's Cameron? Yes, Cameron or was that other guy, that Carada? Yeah. I'm almost starting to think that it's uh, what's the guy's name? The guy in the white. Um. Oh, the black guy. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what his name is. I, he you was think like, it's him? He was like getting some sweaty palms, oh, like rubbing up on his knees and shaking. I think it might be. <laughs> We're all over the place. But okay. That would, that would incentivize him to like make up that lie about being in the military if he gets money from it. Yeah, mm. but that was still a really bad story. Like uh, using your friend's death. Okay. I, I'm going to stand by Gerardo or Cameron. We're going to find out. Oh, gosh. And then we'll get to Super Chats, guys. Real quick, the audience says 32% say it's Gerardo, 34% say it's Cameron, 9% say it's Marcus, 25% think it's other. So, okay. So for the most part, you guys are on the same uh, wavelength. I, I think got it. I guess I, I, I feel like we got the person out, but like, yeah, I feel like. And I can let it go. Yeah. I feel like I trust all of your stories and I relate to all your stories a lot. Okay, okay, they trust each other. The we trust each other. The lights turn green, okay. that means that you have voted the mole out and you all win. If the lights turn red, that means the mole is still in the box and you lose. Three, two, one. No way! Oh <laughs> I trust too easily. No way! <laughs> Dang. Sometimes it's good to have trust issues. Maybe Go it is Marcus. Back. Will the mole reveal themselves? Is it Marcus? Marcus. Three, well, that guy on the right was really uh, quiet the whole time. Marcus, if you move. Oh, oh it's the parents. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. I voted him. Sorry. No, no. Yeah. Oh. It's the man with the nail polish. The last I would have expected. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> because wow. his parents he's the one whose parents are already therapists right he gives therapy vibes too. he does give therapy vibes poker no. face is absolutely yeah. amazing <sighs> so almost everything i said was true my whole story everything my parents are therapists my i'm never gonna live this I down i've seen a therapist before my it's a sociopath like once you said that your parents were therapists mm -hmm. that gave me sort of like a suspicion i'm like maybe he just knows certain terminologies because he it grew up in the household yeah. it damn should have eliminated him just for safety now they're out two hundred dollars. Wow, I failed. Wait, they have money on this? Yeah, they get money. The, if the mole stays in and he doesn't get uh, caught, he wins money. If he if they catch him, then they get the money. Dang. What Dang. if you just vote everybody out? You can't. Oh. At a certain point, like you have to. They do like the little mm. voting. I think it, uh, it gets down to three, and then you guys have to. Yeah. Stop. Mm. Damn. Wow. Kenny got it. Champy got it.
A bunch of y'all. A bunch of y'all got it. Sydney Martin. Normally much better at this. Wow. Yeah. So much for your uh, reading body language. Thanks sure. to the mentalist. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some of you guys in the chat saying you watch Lie to Me too. If you watch Lie to Me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Fake body language expert. Some, I love that. Somebody just came into the chat and they thought that uh, you guys were talking about me being a, a mole at PragerU. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody could be, it's Cam. Cam, gotta get it. Cameron out of here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Load him off the <laughs> island. Let's get into some super chats here. Robson says uh, we gave them an inch and they took copious miles in reference to the LGBTQ stuff we were talking about today. See, I don't, I understand why people say that, right? But I, at the same time, I'm like. I don't like that because it's just, I don't like to make it seem as though the people who we gave the inch to are the ones taking the mile. It doesn't seem like that to me. And you guys will hear that about that more when uh, Amir's on the show tomorrow. And he's a gay guy who is very much part of our movement and shares our values. And of course would have fought for things like gay marriage or something like that, but is by no means somebody who's trying to fight for what's happening now. So it just sucks that the movements are being lumped together as if all people who supported these things now support what's happening. It's really tragic. Alexander Grace, this episode idea, fight Brett Cooper, winner get Taylor. They are probably going to try and poach him since he's already in nashville <laughs> oh you mean like a fist fight me and me and brett cooper fist fight that would fight be night. a highly watched video i will tell you that, that would break the internet <laughs> yeah I would produce the heck out of that oh fight. my gosh i do like watching ufc but i don't know that i would want to fight another person uh <laughs> i was my boyfriend yesterday or the other the day before yesterday was like I was I was working out and he's like you know if you started training now you could totally be a fighter in the UFC I'm not saying that you should but you could because you're only 22 and I was like you know what I have no interest in uh fighting somebody although what I would have, I be? <laughs> as a 32 year old I have those thoughts all the time when I'm talking to people in their early 20s I'm like you can do anything yeah you're like if you started training right now you could do it I just don't want to get punched in the face guys I just couldn't Matt and those leg kicks holy hi Dios mio every time I hear them through the the my phone oh my gosh <laughs> plus you probably end up getting matched up against some biological men so honestly yeah, fallon fox come and try and fight me what weight class would i be in what's what's like one one super fly welter weight <laughs> super fly welter weight <laughs> i don't even know the different weight classes for women phantom I weight there's a bunch of little i don't know what the smallest a bunch of little is, people but, whatever the smallest yeah. one is that that <laughs> it's really funny like who was it like they called a guy Demetrius johnson mighty mouse he's like five foot eight and like 130 pounds but just like a total savage in the ring and like undefeated for all these years and it's like it's just funny to me that you're like this prize fighter an awesome person but kind of really tiny <laughs> yeah imagine imagine if i did imagine if i was like you know what i'm gonna actually pursue this and just become would you guys watch my ufc fights <laughs> Oh yeah, you would be just the most start, famous one. <laughs> just you start especially a whole document new your journey. People Dude, would love that. That would be hilarious. I I think about that sometimes. I'm like, wow, I'm still young. You could literally choose to do anything, and if you went hard at it and did like the whole Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours thing on any given thing, you could just recreate your entire life. Not that I'd want to use it to fight people, just but sudden career flip. Yeah, just sudden <laughs> career flip. Bomb up and nobody in the UFC. <laughs> Cherish your youth, guys, before yeah. you get old and boring and married and mortgage <laughs> like me second radical career flip right yeah Not i guess so conservative, yeah conservative to ufc fighter yeah but yeah. conservative to ufc fighter makes a whole lot of sense ufc is based like all those fighters for the most part are pretty conservative uh dharma initiatives thank you for your super chat says i'm a classical democrat and support lgbtq rights not drag story hour or men in female spaces or medicated children meaning i'm i'm, I'm sure you mean transitioning children thank you and i appreciate that there's a lot of uh classically uh you know classic dems classic liberals or whatever who are completely on the same boat as people on the conservative end of things and that should be acknowledged so thank you for your super chat we appreciate that uh tyon by thank you for your super chat says hello from norway everybody hello god bless you all i pray that god fills you with peace and love by his spirit in jesus mighty name amen thank you so much for your super chat we appreciate your support and your love the nicodemus 1984 says 
Who's selecting their public figures? Many drag queens on social media are expressing their disapproval of performing in front of children, but they're being hidden by social media intentionally. I wonder if that is the case, if it's intentional. Uh, but yeah, I like I said, there's many people within the LGBTQ community or people who are drag queens and perform at drag shows that are looking at this and going, absolutely not. This is not what I want to be a reflection of the work that I do. So kudos to them. Genevieve says, love the show. Taylor, what made you decide to finally move out of California? Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, just wanted, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but mainly just getting married and wanting to buy a house and uh, be, have a, be able to lay a foundation to start a family and stuff. So that was the essential reason. Miss some things, do not miss other things. Yeah, beach volleyball. Uh, not Definitely the naked homeless that. people, though. <laughs> yeah. Stephanie Fonseca says the view needs Amala instead. Crazy gossip sells, though. Yeah, I would just never make it. Wouldn't make it one episode on that show, I don't think. Maybe as, maybe as a guest. If they ever need a guest host, hit me up, The View, so I can just run amok for one day. Dixon Butts, thank you for your super chat. <laughs> we always uh, love that you pay money to the show. Uh, we need to stop calling these drag shows. The, these are sex shows for kids, and that's what we need to call them. Much harder for them to play their games. Yeah, I get it. It's just, oh, I, hate, I hate that everything's just a game of semantics. So weird. I saw a clip today that Russell Brand put out of these news uh, anchors talking about the footage that Tucker Carlson released from January 6th. And they said, Tucker Carlson is using new January 6th footage to paint an alternate reality of what happened that day. What? What sort of semantic games are we playing now that you can call that painting an alternate reality? Ugh. Anyways, it sucks. I just hate it. They're drag shows. They're sex, sex shows. They're, they're the same. All, all the same. Let's see. Tyone Bai says, what's your favorite color? I like yellow. Even though I don't wear a lot of yellow or anything like that, it just makes me think of sunshine and ooh, light and life. And I just hit my thumb now. <laughs> Taylor, what's oh. your favorite color? Uh, I'm team blue. Brings team out blue. my eyes. Cam? Uh, like gold. But like yellow okay gold, like the okay the Midas touch let's see also the left say gender but they really mean gender roles the right says gender but they really mean sex yeah it's just all over the place I know people are saying well gender is just used to gender language it's just uh, a another term that we've deviated from sex in order to do that so yeah I completely agree see growth slash potential thank you for your super chat can we have mental health check certifications before posting anything to the internet to the public socially mandate but not necessarily law <laughs> i get what you're saying there because there's a lot of crazy stuff that gets posted on the internet but many would say that i need a mental health check before being able to post on the internet so i'll just uh let people have a free reign over their social media nay spaniel says your shoulders are so defined. How'd you do it? Anyways, how do you feel about Common Ground in 2023? Think it's near non-existent with strangers. Guys, thank you. The noodle arms are graduating from angel hair to spaghetti. Uh, I've been <laughs> working out literally hardcore every single day. I have not missed a day except for today. Except for today. Today's my rest day because I'm going to a SZA concert tonight. I'm so hype. I'm so excited. I'm going with my best friend, Risa. So we're going to be doing that tonight. So no workout tonight. But I'm trying to, we're working towards uh, getting these noodle arms completely gone. No longer will my arms be able to be referred to as noodles. <laughs> you should have seen this girl at when Cam Haynes' gym, which, by the way, that vlog is coming out this weekend. Dude. But uh, he had her doing shoulder presses. They were doing all kinds of workouts, but shoulder presses. And you were like halfway through set number two. And he's like, okay, you like had already filled. He's like, okay, good. Ten more. And just, just do ten more. You'll be fine. And yeah. you were dying. So it's fun to watch. Yeah, I could. And there was no weight on the bar. There was no weight on the bar. I was literally just pressing the bar. Now you could throw weights on the bar. So now I need to like revisit the whole thing I did at Lift, Run, Shoot and just do it all over again and see the progress that I've made because, oh my gosh, that was so tragic. <laughs> it was such a wake up call for me. I have not been the same since, I swear. Anyways, as far as finding common ground, I think there's a lot of common ground that it's just not being uh, acknowledged as much as the separation is being acknowledged. I think most people are pretty much uh, in agreement on a lot of things. And if not in agreement, okay with disagreeing with other people and allowing to agree to disagree. Uh, however, we're just talking about some of the more extreme examples that are happening right now. 
Kaylin Brown, thank you for your super chat. Appreciate you. No message. Oh, you sent another one with a message. Hi, Amala. I'm 17 and I wanted you to know that I look up to you. Thank you. I think it's so amazing that someone so much younger is making such a stand. Your smiling face is such a joy to see every day. Also, hi, Taylor. Hi, Kaylin. That is so sweet. Oh, my gosh. That's my favorite super chat of the whole day. Thank you. Not to diss all the other super chats. We appreciate you guys. I don't know. Well. Dixon Butts had a great one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're always looking out for his every day. Diva Don says, I missed the live, but here's a super chat. Diva Don, we greatly appreciate you. You are a series regular, so we, we love you very much. Thank you. Corel Morrison, thank you for your super chat. No message. Uh, Magister Solis, thank you for your super chat. Says, look up urinary fistula. Please, the world must know. Is that something that happens with like these transition surgeries or are you asking me to look up something that's going to be disgusting that I don't want to look at? Yeah, I hope this isn't a troll. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to look it up right now. going to hold off on Googling that one today, yeah, buddy. Maybe I'll do that in my personal time. Uh, <laughs> check that out. Karel Morrison, uh, thank you for your super chat, says, I love the show. You guys do the best podcast I watch. Thank you. Appreciate you. And Aww. I think that was the... Oh, not the final super chat. The... Um, Ms. Nashville one says, hypothetically, you join MMA. What song are you walking out to? <sighs> Ooh, you know what? I have to really think about this. This is not something that I take lightly. What song? Do you guys have an immediate answer to this? Great question. What song would uh, you walk out to? Oh, hmm. I really don't. No, there's a song called I'm, I'm literally looking through my hip hop playlist right now. Obviously, it's going to be hip hop. There's no question about that. You can't I don't you, there's no other genre that you can use to go and walk out into a fight. Um, Maybe Full Effect by Freeway and Young Guns. Maybe that song. I don't know if you guys know that song, but that's a really good song. Maybe something like that. Not Alike by Eminem. That's a good song, too. Ooh, I just don't know. Hate on Me by Jill Scott. That's more R&B than hip hop, but still acceptable. I have a lot of answers to this. Maybe I should just do a, maybe in an Instagram q and I'll put all the songs that I would use for my MMA walkout. You guys thought should do a walk. Uh, we can't get we can't do songs because of copyright. But I was going to say you should do a walkout song to the show every day. That would be <laughs> badass. That would be dope. Uh, yeah, I, I would have went with No Problem by chance the rapper i had to no think about it for a second but that's my favorite that's, the album of all that's time, actually a so. perfect line you don't want no problem with the problem yeah, exactly you just kick somebody's ass okay <laughs> i can't even that's nail a good down question. a genre that i would probably want i just looked through my apple music but you, I, you I don't, know? don't know Cam's really bad at answering questions about music <laughs> i asked him what his favorite band was before the show and he was just like i don't know I listen to music, but I don't know. I'm all over the place. I listen to like everything, like every genre. He listens, like, I, yeah. All over the place. I listen to everything but EDM and Screamo music. Those are the two things that I just have not oh, been yeah. able to, they've just not landed. Well, what do you define as Screamo though? The, like, uh, well, let me try to give an example. You know, like Sleeping With Sirens kind of used to be kind of mm, Screamo-y, yeah. um, that type of stuff. Like the really intense yeah, screamo yeah. music they're not really intense sleeping with science has some good songs right. i'm trying to think of other examples of screamo bands i don't listen to them so i don't know I, yeah i like i like some metal i but i don't like edm at all yeah i don't like edm either it's like the one i'm genre. sorry sorry if you guys like edm but where they're like <laughs> the mic i can't i acknowledge that it takes talent to do that but uh just not for me dharma institute says oh not Dharma Institute, Dharma Initiative says, I look forward to your shows every week. Thank you. So sweet. Alfredo Orquiz. Is it Orquiz? Orquiz? How do you say that? Taylor? Orquiz. No. Orquiz. You walk in with any other song, but your unapologetic intro for MMA, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> it's funny because we kind of just chose the intro music for this show, kind of like on a whim. We had a just a music... I don't know what you call it, like a server or whatever that you could pick music from. And it was one of the few sort of hip hop-y type songs that they had. So that's what we went with. Uh, Neo Rocks says, Amala, please ask people to hit the like cause. Hit the like button, guys. Please do. Don't, don't just hit the like button. Smash the like button. Uppercut the like button since we're talking about <laughs> MMA. Right hook the, the like button. Left hook it. 
if you're your left-handed guy. Sporty McSports. Sporty McSportings in here uh, talking to you about UFC. <laughs> I've thought about, you can't like watch UFC fights on YouTube and actually like, commentate on them because I'm pretty sure it gets taken down for copyright for the most part. But I've been trying, I've been wanting to find a way to do it because my boyfriend knows a lot about UFC and he can actually do sports commentary. And I think it would be so fun to juxtapose him trying to give UFC commentary with me trying to do it with him. Uh, and I think that'd be just so fun to watch. But we'll, we'll try to figure it out one of these days. We'll have when, to do a live event where y'all do that. Yeah, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Sydney Martin, I was brainwashed by wokeness. You woke me up. Sydney, welcome to the club. We love to have you. I was once there too. And, and now we're all hanging out and having a good time. So welcome. Taylor Massingale, thank you for your super chat. It says, hi, Amla. I love listening every day. Uh, love listening every day and are big supporters. Being in therapy today seems like a way for people to validate those maladaptive behaviors as opposed to solving them. But I suppose therapists need to stay afloat. See, there's the tricky territory, right? And again, I'm a reference to my boyfriend. He says, like, if you're paying a therapist, they do have a stake in keeping you in therapy to some extent. So it's really important that you pick a therapist who actually is trying to take on the endeavor of making you better so that you do not see them again. Uh, and that's the hard part because... Who doesn't want to be paid the hundreds of dollars an hour that they're getting? And you talk to a lot of girls here in LA and they talk about going to therapy, which all of them are in therapy. So therapists, the business of therapy must be booming right now in the United States of America, whereas it's not in other countries. And when they talk about their therapy sessions, it just sounds like their therapists are just validating every single feeling that they have and not really challenging them on the things that they're saying. Now, this is not to say all therapy is bad. I'm sure there are many of you who have been in therapy and has been or are currently in therapy and it's been a super helpful experience for you and uh, don't want to at all demean that. But there are certainly people who are in therapy who are getting nothing from it or if not getting hurt from some of the stuff that is being taught. Diva Dawn, I love your intro music. Uh, the like button is dust. Thank you. Thank you very much, Diva Don. We always appreciate you. And Gabrielle Echemendi says, always taking notes every live. Thank you, guys. Oh, Y'all are taking notes? Y'all are taking notes? We're running class here. Welcome to the classroom. Don't take notes. <laughs> you didn't even Please have don't. to take out a student loan for you this education. Take, yeah. Oh, I don't... Can we call what we do here education? I, don't know. <laughs> I like to think we can. I like to think some of you guys are learning stuff from watching these lives. We try. We do. We also try to have fun. So I hope you guys are having fun as well. Just hanging out with your friends, having a conversation. Guys, that was the last Super Chat. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for watching. Please uppercut the like button, right? Okay. Arm bar the like button so that uh, <laughs> more people see this video and they get to see what we're talking about on any given day. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. Also, if you want to sign up for my email list, please do so. You might get sent a sticker, an unapologetic mug, and a personal note from me. We are picking 10 people to do that for. So if you go to the link in the description, you can give me your email. Alfredo sent another super chat. Let's read that real quick. I thought about taking therapy, but from what I hear from people, it sounds like you're just paying for a friend. I'm I might not have many friends, but I'll be damned if I pay somebody to be a friend. I think it just depends on where you go. I do want to say there are many different types of therapy that one can expose themselves to, including exposure therapy. That's something that I would think would probably be quite helpful for a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, check it. Check it out. Lachlan Rother says, Amala's dorky little, haha, oh gosh, gives me life. I know I'm dorky, guys. I know. And I'm glad that it gives you life because it's going to continue. It's not going anywhere. The, the dorky giggles are uh, here to stay, fortunately for Lachlan. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for watching. Hit the notification bell to be notified every single time we're live. That's Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, not Thursday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Sign up for my newsletter. Maybe get yourself a mug and we'll see you guys Friday. Also, we have a video tomorrow with Amir Odom talking about the LGBTQ community. You're going to love that. You're going to love Amir. Make sure to support him after you watch the video. See you guys tomorrow.